Hey, this is Shamar Jeter, real professional actor. You can find me anywhere. Look for me on Facebook, Instagram. It's my first name, last name, Shamar Jeter. That's C-H-A-R-M-A-R-J-E-T-E-R. I'll be looking for you. But if you want to build your communication skills, you must tune into Greg Rice Art of Communication podcast. This is one of the best podcasts that I've been on. You guys are going to love it. Again, my name is Shamar Jeter, actor, entrepreneur, director, writer. You must tune in and check Greg Rice out and his podcast is one of the best that you'll ever be on. All right, I'll be looking for you. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, social media, YouTube, and I hope to see you soon. Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. Hey guys, got a really good one for you today. Sitting down with Shamar Jeter. Shamar is an actor and you can catch him in the movie Creed as well as a lot of different shows like Blue Bloods, Quantico, Jessica Jones, Law & Order SVU, Empire, Homicide City, and 21 Bridges, just to name a few. He's also done dozens of regional and national commercials. And we talk about a lot of tools that he's learned as an actor that we can leverage every day in our business communications. Um, We talk about the importance of leveraging body language and vocal variety and how he's learned to do that really well. Um, We get into how to express authentic emotion. Emotion can be a very powerful tool, but it has to be authentic. It can't seem like it's faked. And an amazing tip around how to make eye contact that you're not going to want to miss. Kind of a tip that actors use to make strong eye contact on camera, but that's much less intimidating than actually staring into the person's eyes. So you'll walk away with a lot of great takeaways and tools from this interview, but you're also going to be inspired by a really powerful story of overcoming rejection that we talk about near the end of the episode. So make sure that you stick around for that. Shamar, welcome to the Art of Communication podcast. Really excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, man, for sure. I think some great insights that folks can learn about communicating in the business space and just in their lives that you can translate from the acting space for us. Because really acting is about the art of communicating through performance, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to start, I'd love to kind of go back to your first acting gig, if you would. I know that something a lot of folks struggle with in the business world is stage fright, right? They have to speak. They got to introduce themselves to new people. They got to get over the nerves. So I'd love to just hear about your first gig that you ever did, your first professional gig, and if you were nervous and how you kind of got over that. And we can kind of take the conversation from there. My first professional acting job, I did a commercial for Rite Aid. And I did it in Lancaster. So I I live in New Jersey. So driving there, which is about like about an hour and a half, the whole time it was in my mind going over my lines, what I had to say, what I had to do. You know, and I was nerve, man. Talk about being nervous. My gut was bubbling and everything, you know, because I didn't know what to expect. I had just finished school and and this was my first job, first time stepping out there on set without an acting coach and none of that stuff. So all kinds of things were swirling through my mind on the drive there. But once I got there and and I stepped onto the set, everything changed. It it was just like as soon as I stepped on the set and I seen the director, I seen the cameras, my nerves just turned into excitement. 
And, and then I was just like, I was overpowered with, with this joy, the sense of joy, the sense of happiness of, of finally being able to start something that I wanted to do just about all my life. And I think ever since then, man, first time being on set, it, it just, those nerves turned into excitement. That's how I was able to do it. I loved it, man. I knew that's what I was meant to do for the rest of my life from that very first day. Man, we should all be so lucky to be able to find that thing, you know, what we want to be when we grow up. So <laughs> certainly glad that you have. And I think you can, I can certainly relate that experience to like, uh, you know, sporting events, very similar, yeah. right? You get on the field, it's like, and you're just in it and then you're not nervous anymore. Um, right. And then also speeches. You know, I've given two, three hour presentations before, pretty nervous when you beforehand but once you get going it's like you just it just becomes natural and you're comfortable you know and you get excited yes. about the conversation that's right that's i'm right. sure there's things you kind of learn though like breathing techniques and things like that that actors leverage to kind of stay calm are there things that kind of folks in the audience might be able to take away from that yeah uh big time i i would say one thing that really helped me was like when you're working with stars and stuff like that is you're you're automatically like you start to get nervous you know you, you start to question yourself Sometimes you might even have that sense of insecurity, like, are you good enough to be working with them? And then it's like, once you get on set and then you're looking at them face to face, sometimes, man, you get so nervous that it's hard to make eye contact. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I had learned in school was, was that, like, you can keep eye contact with somebody that you're working with without actually staring at them in their eyes and take that sense of nervousness that you have inside you out. So one thing that we learned was you stare at somebody's eyebrows. So this way, when the camera's focused on your face, it actually gives the impression that you're looking at them in their eyes and you're not. So this way you're looking at their eyebrows and it doesn't make you as nervous as staring in their eyes. And, and I would say this is like beginning, like when you're first going into the business, this, this is something that you definitely would want to use. Because when you start working with big celebrities and stuff like that, your nerves is definitely going to jump up there. For sure. Yeah, and in the business world, I, I can relate to, you know, talking to really senior people you know, or really senior client, you know, talking to a CMO or a CEO, especially when you're younger and yeah. feeling like you don't really belong in the room. Now, I'm curious if somebody's looking at your eyebrows, does it look to you like they're looking in your eyes as well? Or is it just it looks can't on tell. camera? <laughs> you, you can't tell. Um, even wow. like, even like, okay, well, you're not sitting in front of me, but if, if I'm sitting, if we're sitting side by side or right in front of each other and we're communicating and I'm looking at your eyebrows the whole time, you can't tell if I'm looking in your eyes or not. Oh, that's like, awesome. We, I haven't heard that before. it back and forth so many times in school, and, and, and it works. It, it truly works. Truly works. That's a great tip. I love that. So thanks for sharing that. <laughs> I've heard kind of like try to look at the ear a little bit. I've heard that. But you're looking at the eyebrows. That's interesting. Cool stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. There's awesome. something about the electricity. Like in, in, they, they say the eyes are the key to the soul. When you stare in somebody's eyes, you can actually feel something sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes take that feeling out by not looking in their eyes that can help you yeah man yeah yeah so that's cool and that actually brings up another topic i'd love to get into something that's always fascinated me about acting and i think there's a couple different angles we can get at it but the emotional piece right on one hand how do you communicate such authentic emotions is one piece and then how do you get emotions out of your audience and hook them from an emotional perspective is the other piece uh, okay, I, I would say as far as like the audience being able to relate to you, it, it's like we're all human. You know, we all share the same emotions, the same feelings, a lot of the same concerns and things like that. So when you're in character, if you actually feel it, then it's going to show. 
and then people can relate to exactly how you're feeling. You know, it's all about being translucent. Like if I can see, if I can see through you, then I can actually see exactly how you're feeling, why you're feeling this way and the intent to what you're trying to achieve. But when you cloud up your vision with doubt, feelings of your own, instead of being into character, then people aren't going to be able to relate because they can't see through that. They can't see exactly what you're trying to put out there. And, and as far as diving deep into a character and getting into the emotion, for me, it's really easy. I, I think you're, all your life experiences and everything that you've been through make you who you are. So it's easy to take from your life experiences and relate to them to what you're trying to put out there. Because a lot of people have been through similar things. If not, it's something that they can relate to. So if you're authentic and you're being real with yourself about what you're trying to put out there, other people can see it and they can gravitate to it. And with me, it became something really easy to relate off of my experiences and put them into writing. So when you're acting and and you're showing that you're really in pain emotionally, you're actually thinking about things that caused you emotional pain within your life and using that to project that emotion through the, you know, the acting and the performing that you're doing. Now, I, I can't say that that's all the time, that that's the truth that I can rely off of. Because a lot of times when, I, when I'm deep into a script, I can honestly feel what the writer is trying to put out there. And that feeling I can hold inside myself. And I don't even have to always rely off of a past experience that's similar to that. It's just sometimes some some of the writing can be so deep that you just get engulfed into it and you actually become what the writer is trying to present. And then those feelings, they just come out easy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the type of actor that I can go in and out of, of character just like that. I know a lot of actors that they have to stay in it all day. They can't break the character that they're in, you know, because then they lose it. And it's mm-hmm. hard for them to get back there. I'm, I'm the type of actor I can jump in and out of character just like that. Interesting. It's always amazed me how actors can cry on demand and do things like that. Like I'm sure you've heard that before, right? That's wouldn't be easy for me to do. I don't think like, Hey, start crying. Okay. Let me do that. I'm sure that more <laughs> goes into it than that. Right. But it seems that you just cry on demand and, and that's always amazing to be able to convey, convey emotion that powerfully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not easy, but like, like anything, like you keep doing it um, repetitiously and, and then eventually like, it, it's just, you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, to bring that back to the business world, especially from a sale, well, sales or leadership perspective, I think that believing in your message, like truly believing in it is going to come through when you're presenting or communicating. And if you're not, that's going to come through too. And, you know, I've certainly had experiences where I'm trying to sell things that maybe I don't really buy into as much as I should. And that's always tough. Like you have to find products or you have to really buy into your mission or your vision that you're communicating to get folks to link on to that. Absolutely. Like, like when you're selling a product, if you don't believe in a product that you're selling, the effort that you're putting out there isn't going to be a hundred percent. And then people that you're trying to sell it to, they're going to feel that. And they're going to be like, well, you know what? I like the product, but uh, I'm not all that sure about it. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll wait on it. And it's the same thing with acting with people believing your acting ability. Same exact thing. Yeah. You know, another note to that, I think something I found really works is when I have a client story that I'm really excited about. So like I worked with this client, they achieved this. I'm super excited about how I helped them achieve this. And then I yeah. communicate that to client B, 
that excitement comes through. And that's like the best selling tool I could have, I think, because they're just buying into that emotion, but also a story that they can relate to. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants to tap into something that, that they can relate to or similar experience. Most of us, like we, we don't like to be outsiders. We all like to be on the in crowd. So everybody wants to get onto something that, that somebody else has or somebody else can relate to. You know, so it, it, it opens up the door to all of us connecting. Yeah. So a related topic around any tips, tricks, tools to be a more dynamic presenter slash communicator. You know, because something I struggle with, I think, is you know, I want to be dynamic and emotional at the same time. I want to make sure I'm getting my message across appropriately. And it's hard to do both at the same time. Yeah. Like if I'm focused on being emotional, I'm for, maybe forgetting what I'm talking about or communicating the wrong thing or losing my place at wherever I'm at. Right. But if I'm too focused on just the message, I'm losing that connection with the audience. In your yeah. case, you have to do both at an extreme level, right? You have to communicate the emotion in a very authentic way, but then you have to remember exact lines. With me, I don't have to remember exact lines, just kind of the essence of what I want to say. So that's tremendously hard, I would think. I think there's a lot we can learn from you and how you do that well. Well, I, I, I would say as, as far as that, definitely know your crowd. Definitely know who you're presenting or, or if, when it comes to business, who you're doing your sales to, who your audience is. And, and then another thing is like, you got to know your stuff, really knowing your stuff, because that gets away a lot of doubt. Like when you're sure about what you're doing, 100% sure about everything about it, then it, then it erases a lot of doubt and insecurity and then being fearless, you know, not worrying about, okay, I might say something wrong that somebody takes the wrong way, or I, I, I might jump off a topic a little bit or say something to lose people's attention. You, you got to be fearless, just like knowing confidently that I know my stuff, what I'm going to do is good enough. And, and you're doing a great job. Like you put it all out there the first time, 100% to where you don't have to go home and think about, I could have did this better. Or I could have tried this, or maybe I should have presented it this way. You know, I think put it all out there the very first time. This way it leaves no, no chances for doubts or regrets. Yeah, I think that's great. And a, a framework that I found helpful is that there's no performance. There's only practice, right? Yeah. So there's only an opportunity to get better. Everything that you do is a learning experience, even if it might be the pinnacle of this meeting right now, and I do have to perform, I'm still looking at that as practice. That takes away the pressure and just That's helps right. me get better for next time. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and, and then it's like sometimes you don't have to be so hard on yourself. Uh, I think mm, a lot of sure. times we're very tough on ourselves, you know, too critical. And instead of looking at why we got into this, the reasoning to why we're doing this, and keeping the fun inside of it, it's, it's like when you start to take the fun out of it, then it becomes painful. So just keep the reasoning why you did it at, at the forefront and have fun. Enjoy yourself doing it. You know, if you gave us, a, just say, I'm a, excuse me, a shitty presentation, so what? Your next one will be great. You know, now you know what to stay away from. <laughs> yeah. You know, so just just, just uh, knowing your stuff, I would think, just being confident in you and just let it all out. Just, just do it. Yeah, I, I can say I'm pretty much terrible at everything I do the first time I do it. First presentation <laughs> I ever gave was horrible, right? First call I ever had with a client, it was terrible. Make a lot of mistakes, but if you get past those, you get better and you get much more comfortable. 
Absolutely. But people come in thinking they have to be perfect. And when they're not, then they shy away and they don't take those steps they have to take. Exactly. And you're being too hard on yourself. It's like you don't have to. None of us are perfect. Even a perfect speech still has a blemish in it. For sure. So it's like just just have fun. Have fun with it. Yeah. So talking about dynamic presenting, I guess, how have you learned or what have you learned about the importance of things like non-vocal things? So, or at least not the words, right? So body language, tonality, pitch, speed, emphasis, all those things. How do you work that into what you're trying to portray as an actor? That's a deep one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to acting, it's everything. Like they say, body language is, is, speaks higher volume than the actual words that you're saying. Because a lot of times people can turn the volume off of the movie or the screen or whatever and just watch your actions. And it, it tells the whole entire story without them even hearing what you're saying. So I, I would say w- with that, is it's like the most important. Your body language says everything. And um, like I said before, a, a, lot of it, a lot of it comes down to confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it shows like if you're on stage and you're performing and you're nervous, your body language is going to show it even if you're trying your hardest not to and trying to avoid it. But if it's in your mind, your body's going to show it. what you think your body presents. Same thing with your tone when you're speaking, like if, if you're a little nervous or, or shy or whatever, it, it's going to come out in your pitch. So to break nerves, to be at a 100 percent best at your own, I think that you, you have to know your stuff. Mm-hmm. Knowing your stuff is the best thing possible because then, and then it's like when you go out there, you're confident. You feel great. You don't have all these doubts in your mind. You're not too worried about what people are thinking because you already know that you're going to do a great job. Your body language is going to say, this guy's on point. He knows what he's talking about. I can see the confidence coming off of him. And, and another thing, like, even if you're not, you don't know your stuff all like that. Say, like, you only had, like, a couple of days to do this presentation and you're presenting it in front of a board or like with acting like you just got the script and you got to go on stage and and you're you're about to perform in front of 500 to a thousand people just get be confident because a a lot of times like you can make mistakes and some people don't know a lot of times they don't know the mistakes that you're making like they don't know what was actually written and you were supposed to say it this way they don't know that they only know what you're giving them so like you can make a mistake but if you're confident People won't know that you just keep going. You just just let it flow. Just be natural and don't overthink everything. And I think that's a great way to control your your, your voice, your your body language, and the way that people see you and interpret you. I, t- I tell people all the time that about speaking, that especially when they're trying to memorize a script around a speech, yeah. nobody knows if you messed up. Nobody knows if you said no. one word or that differently or if you forgot a sentence. In your that's head, right. you know, and you're crushing yourself, and that's ruining your presentation. Um, that's just right. let it flow. Nobody, nobody has any idea that you messed up. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So, and, have, and then not only that, a lot of the best things come from mistakes. Yeah. You get a lot of the, your best results from mistakes. You make a mistake, and then all of a sudden you say something like to improv because, all right, look, I know I was supposed to say this, but I messed it up completely. So I, I chose to go this route and say this. The audience hears it, the people uh, in your meeting, they hear it, and they love it. And it turns out to be better than if you were to say it the, the right way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of improv, have you done a lot of improv work? Big time. Oh, yeah. That's Tremendous. 
That's Tremendous. another thing that fascinates and terrifies me, right? Um, <laughs> if, if you have the ability to improv, you have the ability to be successful in any conversation, any situation you find yourself in. Yes. So any tools, tricks, tips around, if you find yourself in a situation, you got to be on your feet and leverage improv-like skills. How do you start to build those skills? Uh, I, I would say start a lot of conversations with things that you don't know, things that you're unsure about, things that you don't have 100% guarantee on and jump into a conversation where people know exactly what they're talking about and, and just try to keep up, try to follow things that you're, you're not, you don't have all that education on, you know, you don't know too much. You don't have a lot of experience on and, and try to keep up with people that actually know what they're talking about. And it, it creates a playing field for you to adapt fast, for you to be able to catch up and at least, at least present like you know something like you're not that shallow or that empty of a shell to where they don't you don't know anything about what they're talking about and, and it, it helps you with improv because you got to think fast you got to be fast on your feet another thing that really helps with that is telling jokes <laughs> <laughs> like when, when, you, when you're telling jokes with somebody you have to be really quick you got to be fast on your feet. You're trying to say punchlines that will make people laugh and cause a reaction out of people, an honest reaction. And it helps. It, it helps. Like with improving, I would say the best thing to be is, is, is fast on your feet and be yourself. Be original. Don't try to be somebody else. Just be you. And what comes out of you naturally is great. And let it flow. Yeah. Yeah. If there's... A class I've thought about taking from an acting perspective, it's, you know, looking at improv classes because I think it would be a superpower and, and would just make me feel that much more comfortable in any situation if I felt like I could just have the skills to be dynamic and engaging. Like I'm, I'm confident now in any situation I find myself and then I can strike up a conversation. But to yes. be really powerful in doing that and doing it well, I think it would be a great skill to have. And to be funny, it not is. so much funny on demand, I don't think. I'd like it, to be it, funny on demand. <laughs> I think truly, I think it's a much needed, um, I don't want to say characteristic, but, but just say a technique that we should be all trying to accomplish and be great at, because you're going to be in, in tons of situations where you don't know, and you're going to feel, and you're going to want to act like, okay, I can relate to what you guys were talking about. I don't want to be the third wheel or sitting out on the outside. You know, you want to be in. So Improving will will be able to put you into groups and you can flourish. But first, have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? I'll tell you, if you're a business owner, you absolutely should be. There's no better way to get your name out there, to grow your network, and really develop a relationship with your customers. I can tell you in the short time that I've been doing this podcast, I've already had conversations with top global influencers, Fortune 500 CEOs, and a host of other really cool people that I otherwise would not have had the opportunity to connect with. But you might be thinking, hey, it might be really hard to do a podcast. I don't know where to start, or I just don't have time. But I'll tell you, if you work with my friends at World Class Media, they make it super easy. That's who I worked with. With their done-for-you podcast, literally, all I have to do is just record the episode, and they do everything else from end-to-end, end, including all editing and production, development of my intro and outro and music, my artwork and website, development of my show notes, and submission of my show to all the major podcasting mediums. They even created my social media cards. And they offer me coaching along the way as well to help me to become a world-class podcaster right out of the gate. 
So if you've ever considered starting a podcast, you owe it to yourself to talk to world-class media because that's how it's a lot easier than you think. So just go to gregjrice.com backslash done for you to learn more about the done for you podcast service and to set up a free consultation. All right, let's hop into the show. Yeah. So before we hopped on, you were talking a little bit about the fact that you do some writing too. Yeah. So I'd love to talk a little bit about how you see the art of storytelling and how to do that well, both as a writer and an actor. Okay. Um, as a, as a writer, I got so many stories in my mind, man. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I think I was born to be an actor slash director, writer, all of it. it it's just in my mind, I, I see pictures. I, I, I can see movies like play out just like instantly. Like as I'm sitting here talking to you, I can think of a script just like that and, and just let it, it just starts coming together. It just starts flowing. I don't know how, I don't know why, I don't know how, where I got this gift from, but I, it just, stories just pour in my mind. I can, I can just take little incidents and turn it into something huge. As far as me taking somebody else's writing, when I, when I read something, I'm, I'm a part of it. I put myself in there. And I actually feel as though I can live in somebody's script because in somebody's writing, if, if I'm a character, I create a backstory, a beginning story, and then an emotional plate of what this person does. Like, what does this person eat off of this emotional plate every day? How do they mm-hmm. feel? What do they do every morning? How do they comb their hair? How do they feel when, when they wake up and they go downstairs and turn the TV on? This? Do they have a wife? Do they have a family? I put a whole life behind this person. So as I'm reading, already tagged on to the story, this person's life. So then it, beco- it becomes really easy to get engulfed into it. And, and then it's like their story becomes your world. Now you're living in the, in, in the writer's story. And it's so fascinating because when you're in somebody's story, they can take you anywhere. You, you know, like when you read a book and you get really engulfed in a book and, it, and it's like, you can't put this book down. I got to keep reading. I got to keep reading. I want to know mm-hmm. what's happening next. It's the same thing with acting. It's the same thing. Like when you get deep into somebody's writing, especially if they're really good, it takes you the same exact way. That's, that's awesome. That's, and one really powerful application I see of that, a little bit different, but a lot of times it's really valuable to get in the head of, say, your prospect if you're trying to sell them something, right? Or even your boss if you're trying to sell them on something or an investor. And I think that's a really powerful approach of thinking more holistically about being in their shoes and understanding their situation. It makes you a lot yeah. more empathetic to their situation and kind of speak to them in a way that they're going to just connect with you more effectively. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I have never thought about talking, thinking about like, hey, what they do for breakfast today? And how about their family? And what kind of car do they drive into work? And what was that experience like? And just yeah. building up that more holistic world around who they might be and what they might be struggling with. Yeah. What are they like? What are the things that they do on a regular? Like when it comes to sales and business, you want to know what's the things that they're interested in. What are your hobbies? What, what do you guys do for fun? Because all of this stuff is all going to wrap around and, and do a real big loop and come right back to you. And the more stuff that you know throughout this loop is the, is the bigger plate that you can present when, when your presentation is finished and you're trying to lock in that sale. Because it's like, now I know this and this and this and that about you. So now I have more of this stuff to make the sale stick. So to switch gears a little bit, I just want to ask you a few questions that I ask everybody who comes on the show okay. that are not necessarily acting specific. Okay. First one is I really believe in the power of conversations. 
And so I always ask my guests to tell us about a conversation they've had in their life that had a significant impact upon the path that they ended up taking. A conversation that I had was probably about in um, early 2000. I think it was 2003. Speaking to this gentleman named Mark Jones. And I was working this job. And the job that I was working, I wasn't all that happy about and all that thrilled about. And I seen other people climbing up the ladder, branching off, doing other things. And at the time, I felt like I was like a little stuck. A gentleman came up to me and, and he's he seen it all across my face. And he was like, what's wrong? And I told him, like, man, I just feel like I'm stuck. Like, I'm just here. I'm not moving. So what he told me was that you're, you're, never, you're never sitting still. Nothing is, is ever sitting still. Like, this earth is spinning millions of miles um, in a circle, like, speeding around so fast that you can't even feel it. So he said, he told me, you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. So when he told me that, I felt as though, like, I was moving backwards. I wasn't moving forward. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, only reason why you're moving backwards is, is because you're just locked in your own head. It's like you need to step out of your own box, out of, out of your own circle and, and understand that these aren't the only skills that you have, that you're, you're capable of, of doing anything and actually everything that you want to do. It's all up to you. It's just for you to make that decision that you're tired of this and you're willing to make a change and that. It ain't going to be easy, but you can accomplish whatever you want. And when he told me that, like at the time, I was just thinking like my skill set is only this and I'm good at this and that. But it made me take a step back and look at myself and actually look at all the qualities that I had. And then I started getting to know myself and finding out things about me that I didn't know and come to find out I'm probably one of the world's best actors up and coming. <laughs> I agree with that, man. That's that's powerful, though. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, think about if he hadn't had the courage or the foresight or been paying enough attention to not recognize that you were in a bad mood that day, right? And not ask you about it. Um, who Very knows true. what path you would have taken. So I always try to highlight the importance of conversation, especially in those times where they're really meaningful or emotional, because they can have a dramatic impact five, 10 years from now, you know, on somebody's life and your own life as well. Yes. Yes. Big time. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he, he changed uh, a couple people changed my life just by a few words. Yeah. Just a few words. That's all it takes. That's it, man. That's just it. one good conversation away from transforming, you know, your life, your business, whatever. Sometimes one, one person believing in you sparks something inside yourself that opens up a door for you. Just somebody seeing something inside of you that you maybe maybe you knew it was there, maybe you didn't know, maybe just needed some light shined on it, just to open up that door for you to see, like, okay, there's more to you than just this. Yeah, yeah. Second question. If you look back over your journey and kind of all your struggles and your successes, if you could have had one communication skill in more abundance that would have made it all a lot easier, what would that have been? Okay, when it when it comes with me, I gotta relate that back to acting. Yeah, uh, with to auditioning, I would say I had a a lot, a lot of opportunities that because of nerves I messed up, overthinking I messed up, lack of confidence I messed up, and then just self doubt. So I I think in the beginning, if if I had my auditioning 
part down because like with acting, that's like probably one of the biggest parts of our career that you have to become great at in order to become successful. I would, I would definitely be in a, in a better place. I'm in a great place now, but I would be in, in an even better place. But I think just getting my auditioning part down, walking in the room and not knowing people for the first time and letting everything out, it, it's, it's not easy. And, it, and it's something that you got to work at and practice at to become great at it. But it's definitely a skill set that I wish I could have um, perfected a little better before I jumped out there into the acting industry. But yeah. I'm getting better. I am definitely getting better. And as you can see with all the jobs that I'm landing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It, <laughs> I, I love to hear successful people talk about the struggles they had early on because yeah. I think people really need to hear that because they're so ready to give up when they're struggling. You got to fight yeah. through the struggle and that's where the greatness happens. Greg, I got, I got to tell you, man, like I didn't been in over probably over 40 movies. I didn't been in over probably over 40 TV series. And, and I done done over 30 commercials. Now, out of all of those that I've done and everything like that, I've, I was successful and I was great and I ended up landing the job. But out of all of those jobs right there, I've lost double the amount. Mm-hmm. I went in for auditions and didn't get them. I, I went into auditions thinking that I had this, uh, I'm confident, I'm great, go in there, don't hear anything back. I have failed probably maybe twice or three times as much as I've been successful. But the key, the key to being successful and to, to building just say your, your pyramid, your pyramid of fortune and, and happiness is not letting failure hinder you using it, using failure to make you better because anybody that's great and successful, they lost a hell of a lot. And they, they done fell on their face more times than what they done stood up. No, not more times, but they done fell on their face a hell of a lot more times than what you done seen with their success. So it's, it's just all about failing, losing, sometimes humiliating yourself and standing right back up and going again. Trying yeah. it again. If you'd stopped, right? You wouldn't have done those 40 movies and 40 TV shows and, and you'd be back doing something else you probably don't love any again, right? So just the message of, don't give up, fail forward. You know, learn from your failures. You always get better. Okay, one, one thing. I don't want to take up too much time, but... Um, no worries. I, I finished school, right? I had finished acting school and everything, and I ended up getting picked up by an agency, which, which was like one of the best things that could have happened to my career. So right after finishing school, I got this audition. I shot up to New York. First audition, man, breaking up out of school. I was so excited. I had my monologue down and everything, man. I walked into into this lady's office. She was up on the 22nd floor, this huge building. I walk in there, man, a lady sitting behind a desk. My heart is racing fast and, and I'm just, but I'm excited. Okay, this is my first audition. So um, the lady asked me if I had a monologue prepared. Throughout school, you always have a monologue. Monologue done. So she asked me to, to, um, to do my monologue. I did my monologue. I felt as though this was the best way I could have ever did it. I was so proud of myself, man. And when I finished, I couldn't wait to see her expression. I looked at her dead in her eyes with the biggest smile on my face. And she looked at me with a plain face. And she said, that was the worst monologue I ever heard in my life. Wow. She said, that was terrible. Where did you learn that monologue at from? I told her the monologue and where I learned it from. She, she said, why would you even go to that school? 
That's what. That's not even an acting school. That's like, it's one of the worst schools. You should have never went to that school. She was like, how old are you? I, I, I think at the time I told her I was, um, I was like 31. She, she told me, you're too old to be a model. You're not going to make it in modeling industry. Your acting is, is horrible. She was like, you need to learn everything. Everything that you, that you got, you need to stop learning all over. Here's my card. I want you to call this school and you need to take classes here. Basically, basically. And she was like, this, this, this was just a horrible audition. I'm sorry. It was just horrible. I walked out of that room, man, feeling like this big. Yeah. Wow. Feeling this big. Cause in my, in that school I went to, I graduated from, I was one of the best in the class. You know, I, I was really good, really confident, but she made me feel like crap. And leaving out of there, she's telling me I was too old to be a model. I wouldn't make it in, in, in this and that today, standing today, I didn't model for over 40 different companies. My, I'm on the back of public transportation of, of the buses flowing throughout Philadelphia. I'm on billboards all over. I done, I done modeled for all kinds of, of different companies, commercials, all kinds of stuff. So the lady was a thousand percent wrong. And all it takes is for you to still believe in yourself even when others don't. That's amazing. That's amazing because so many people would give up after something that harsh. It was and, bad. Because it crushes you emotionally to get feedback like that, especially when you feel like you did a good job. Yes. And, and, and in my heart, I felt as though I killed it. I felt as though I did amazing. And when I, I tell you what, when I got on that train going um, back to Jersey, that was the worst feeling I ever felt in my life because this was something I wanted more than anything. And most auditions, you don't hear anything back. And for her to give me feedback like that, man, it, it, it really killed me. But I still remain confident in myself. And I said to myself, I'm not going to let her opinion define who I am as a person or how I feel about me and what I want to achieve. And now I'm becoming really successful at this now. Have you come back across her at all? No. <laughs> not yet. No. I just let her see me on a billboard somewhere on TV or something. And hopefully she remembers, like, I remember auditioning him, you know. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Silence is the best revenge, right? <laughs> success. Oh, yes. A, a success plus silence. How about that? You got it. You got it. <laughs> so last question for you, man. Who okay. is the best communicator that you know, either know them personally or just know of them? And why do you say that about them? Okay, hands down, my fiance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe answer. She's probably sitting next to you. Oh, no, she's in the house somewhere. I had to out here so I could talk to you in private. No, um, it's definitely her. She doesn't hold back no punches. She's the realest person that I, I think I've ever met. She's always straight up. She always has a positive underlining whenever she's telling me something. She's never trying to destroy my personality. She's always trying to embolden who I am. And, and she always makes me feel great about what I'm doing and what I have achieved and what is on the horizon. And, she, and talking to her, she's such a positive influence as far as me seeing the positivity in myself. She's like one of my biggest motivators, man. Biggest motivators. People look up to other stars and stuff like that. To me, it's, it's the people around me, man, that I look up to. You know, I, I draw the most from the people that are closest to me. And I inspire to be like a lot of the characteristics that they have. So, I mean, I watch a lot of 
stars and stuff on TV, man. And, and I'm impressed. I love the stuff that they do. But the people that really empower me and embolden me, man, are the people that are around me. Uh, that's beautiful, man. I'm glad that you guys have such a strong relationship. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so where can folks find you at? Like, where can they, uh, you know, where can they check out your stuff? Oh, uh, you can, um, my first name, last name is Shamar Jeter. It's C-H-A-R-M-A-R-J-E-T-E-R. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have a YouTube page set up. I have um, a website set up, and, and it's all the same. It's all shamarjeter.com, Facebook, Instagram, Yahoo, Alignable, uh, whatever. All you have to do is just type in my name, and, and I'm there. And I'm looking for y'all, too, so I hope you find me. Again, that's shamarjeter.com. Find me. Get in touch with me. You'll see me on your TV, on your big screen very soon. Yeah, definitely check that out. He's doing a lot of great things. Uh, <laughs> check it out and be entertained. Yes. 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 Cool. Well, I think this was amazing. Shamar, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I think the tips from the acting world will be super valuable to the audience. For me, just walking away with a look at the eyebrows thing was, was worth the time that we spent <laughs> together, but so much more value on top of that. But I'm going to go out there and look at my wife's eyebrows and see if <laughs> She's going to be like, why do you keep staring at me? <laughs> I'm like, he lied. Like, why are you looking at my eyebrows? What's wrong with them? They need waxed. <laughs> oh man oh, cool man. well thanks for your time man I really appreciate it oh man it's a pleasure man it's a pleasure Greg thank you so much for having me don't let the momentum stop now continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the communication nation we'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the communication nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on the art of communication.